Chapter 1. What is Mind Reading? Mind Reading, at its core, is a very simple concept. However, it can manifest in many different ways. This book is going to talk about the psychic form of mind reading, which you'd be using to read the minds of strangers, and the practical form of mind reading, which you can use to get inside of people's heads. The second form of mind reading, as the name implies, has many different practical applications. For example, if you can get a sense of what your boss is thinking about your performance, you can use that as leverage to put yourself on the fast track to a big promotion. The first thing to get straight is that at the moment, at least, there is no real way to read somebody's mind. If you were skeptical coming into this book, that admission should clear that up right away. There is no direct way to precisely know what a person is thinking and get a stream of consciousness look into their inner monologue. It's utterly impossible. I'm not going to lie to you and say that you can do it when you can't. However, while you cannot always know exactly what a person is thinking, the vast majority of the time you can get a brief idea of their troubles or make decisions based off of what you think they are thinking. Before we get into the modern science of mind reading, we really need to look at the practice in a historical sense and cover everything that has led up to today's view of mind reading. To understand the history of mind reading, you have to understand its roots. Mind reading in its historical sense refers to telepathy, but ultimately down to the idea that you can literally read somebody's mind. That is to say that you can understand somebody's each and every thought, either by having them directly send their thoughts to you, as in telepathy, or that you can somehow detect exactly what they are thinking. The history of this is really old as time. While it wasn't a dedicated practice or focus per se until far more recently in history, ever since the dawn of civilization, people have been perplexed with the notion of knowing another's internal thoughts. After all, being able to know what's going on inside another person's head would allow a person all sorts of major advantages. For example, you'd know if your neighbor was going to try to steal your cow one night, or if you were in line for a throne, you can know precisely whom the king had in mind as his successor. And indeed, the idea of being able to read somebody's mind is as old as humanity. That's because a certain amount of mind reading is at the root of most social interactions that you'll ever carry out, or that anybody will ever carry out. Think about it. Anytime that you talk to somebody, you are taking part in a series of complex calculations regarding the person's disposition, what they are feeling, how they are reacting to what you have to say, whether they are all right with the topic at hand or whether they want to change it, so on and so forth. This is because any time that you talk to somebody or any time that any given social interaction takes place for that matter, you are carrying out a huge number of different processes. For one, you're subconsciously remembering every meaningful social interaction that you've ever had and are comparing it to the one that you're in at that very moment. After that, You've subconsciously going over every meaningful social interaction that you've had with this person specifically, then comparing it to the current one that you're having. Once that's finished, you subconsciously analyze the situation as it is and take in all of the information factors that you can. After that, you have to filter through all of the information that you've attained through this long process and then make sure that everything you've worked with is totally objective and not being complicated by your own desires or biases. 
after that, you're able to finally develop a meaningful supposition as to what is happening in any given social interaction. All of this happens in an extremely tiny window, generally not even half of a second. Sometimes we do not immediately know what somebody is feeling, though, because we haven't encountered a specific situation before. Some people, too, just have a generally difficult time remembering, storing, and analyzing social situations due to conditions such as autism or some sort of mental condition that disallows them from feeling objective about social situations like social anxiety or depression. 